All right, good people, man. Another edition of the Money Mondays podcast. Super excited. Super, I mean, like, this is a treat for me, right? <laughs> uh, I got my, like, everything on, on here. My, fa- my favorite, my favorite media personality, my favorite. It's my favorite, one of my favorite people, man. One of my favorite women. Y'all see she got on the invest. If you watching this, she got the invest in black women hoodie on. Um, from Abundance University. We got Ask Ashley on the show today, man. If you don't know her, um, she is an entrepreneur that really helps people um, actually have a voice, you know, when it comes to their brands, their their stories, right? Because it's not, she doesn't just talk to people who have a, who has businesses. She's talking to people who have stories that people need to hear. Right, and um, she'll be working. She she gonna be dropping a book soon. We go. We ain't gonna talk about it's that coming. Right it's, it's coming, coming though. Um, y'all might see a familiar author in there. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Ashley, how you doing, man? Thanks for thanks for joining. Man, I am wonderful. Thank you so much. So so much. You talking about you excited? I'm excited. I was like, <laughs> what? We get to be on Monday. Like, let's do this. Yeah. So, um, thank you. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Staying busy and you know, chasing the bag. You you are the bag. They chasing you. That's the problem. That's right. See, That's- and this is why you're my favorite. <laughs> For sure, man. So let's let's get into it, man. Ask Ashley the brand. Give people a, a real like overview on number one, how you got started with it, and what what has it grown to right now? Because I, I mean, I've seen the progression, but like I know it's some stuff I probably just don't know because you you be out here. Man. So, so give us give us a brief introduction on Ask Ashley and the brand. Okay, so Ask Ashley the brand was actually created out of heartbreak and sorrow. <laughs> a lot of people yeah. don't know that. Wow. Um, I was in a relationship that just needed to end years before it really did. And when I finally had the courage to walk away from the situation, um, I ended up, you know, like fully leaving, moving out. I ended up going back home, stay with my mom. And um, there was a teenager that stayed across the street who she was about 15 years old and she ended up committing suicide. Mm. And Uh, it broke my heart. I saw her all the time, saw her every day. You know, she was very nice. She would always say hi and had no idea that, you know, you see kids, you don't think instantly that they're going through something that severe. And between the heartbreak of the relationship and just the shock of being so close to a 15-year-old that would take their own life, um, Ashley just kind of came alive. I was a big fan of Dear Abby when I was growing up. And you know, from that, it was just like, you know what? I have people come to me all the time. And, and at this point, I felt like there is too many people in the world for anybody to feel alone. There's just too much. There's too many of us that's, you know, six degrees of separation. You my cousin from my cousin's cousins to my cousin's cousin. So I don't understand why we feel alone. I don't understand why people feel like they don't have anybody to confine in or talk to. So I just started really small, um, you know, putting up a couple questions on Facebook. People would send something in and I would write back and respond. And I'm telling you, Cuzzo, from uh, it was actually it will be <laughs> it will be five years 
um, and actually over in, in a week, a week mm -hmm. from today, it'll be five years ago that I started this. And um, I just, like I said, I started writing and people were re very receptive to my responses that I would give people who were going through relationship issues or, you know, issues at work or at job or with their parents or whatever the case may be. And then it was my grandfather who said, baby, I, I, I like what I'm seeing that you that you writing, but people need to see your face. You're so beautiful. They need to see your face. Let them show your personality. And I was really shy, like, I don't want to do that. And one day I put my face out there and it just never stopped. I just, I just never stopped. Um, so it grew from really me just wanting to put myself out there to be a resource for people to feel like they weren't alone and they could just, you know, your internet's favorite auntie, you know what I mean? Just felt like you could have somebody that you could talk to. And from there, um, a lot of entrepreneurs really just started to come to me and say, Hey, can I come on your show? Um, and talk about, you know, my business. And so I had to create something else that would give something for entrepreneurs to utilize my platform to talk about their business while also still being able to keep myself available to people who just had things going on that may have been too embarrassed to talk about to somebody else. And they didn't have to tell me who they were or, you know, tell me where they lived. It was just, you know, auntie, this is what's going on. Yeah. What should I do? Absolutely. Man, I mean, first off, congratulations on about five years, right? I feel like we're all, we've all been building for, you know, five, yeah. six, seven years, man. And it's just, again, I, I remember seeing, seeing a few of the episodes, you know, on Facebook uh, from the Monday Night Juice, and we'll get into the different conglomerates and brands under Ask Ask. Yep. But I remember seeing, I was like, oh, this this dope. And it's in the city, right? Like a lot of people, you see these things and it's it's like, it's not in our city. It's, it's always yeah. outside of the city that they doing cool yeah. things. And it's like, nah, she's here. And then, what was it, 2017? This was, was this before? I think it was before I wrote my book or after. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. uh, but you had reached out to me. And then it's funny how you talk about like your cousins, cuz like yeah, that's how it that's is, what us, right? <laughs> that's exactly what happened. So literally, yeah. I said, I said, I, I, I told Ashley, my Ashley, yeah, I said, man, ask Ashley to. She reached out to me. She like, that's my cousin. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's your. What you mean? That's your. Like she, she, and she always messes with me. She always say, you know everybody, but I'm like. I know everybody, but everybody's your cousin. Your cousin, like, yeah. Like everybody's your cousin, and it's all about Auntie Red. She just if Auntie Red. Come on, Auntie R E D. She is yeah. everything. She I'm is Red. everything. <laughs> she really is, and it's so funny. I remember that call because I called. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'm ask Ashley, and you like, oh, I watched the show. I know yep. who you are, and you made. I was like, oh, you were the first person that ever did that to me. You're the first person that I ever called. And they were like, oh, I know who you are. Like, you'll need to introduce yourself. Because I was always, you know, for me, I still right. felt like so many people didn't know who I was. So I'm like, you know, I have this talk show and I'd like to bring you on. And you was like, oh, no, I watch. I yeah. watch the show. And I'm like, oh. And that's why I'm trying to tell people, like, listen, I don't be, like, I, I'll be watching. Like, I don't be that person that just uh, press like. You know what yeah. I mean? Keep it put. Like, no, nah, I actually... Like I need to see what's going on because that's how you support people, right? You 
you have to actually see what they're doing. And I mean, what you, what the Monday night juice and even with the midday juice, like you're, you're providing perspective and value that again, most people aren't going to get just on regular Facebook, just on regular Instagram. Like you're going to get pointless and, and, and really useless debates, but you, like you said, you highlight so many people um, and you've grown. I mean, you, you've went from, you know, just going gone live on Facebook. Yeah. I was going to say, I have gone from my couch to a spot at my table to um, a park place restaurant to kickbacks to Newport Ultra Lounge for a hot second to Finn Porter to now my own studio. So I have to say. And shout out to all of the black owned businesses that's yes, every single one. All of them. Shout out to them. Shout out to them, man. So let's talk about with the with the pandemic, right? Like you, you're in the media space. You're in, you know, you you do you host events and and you, you obviously you have your own brand, so you you can move how you want to move with that. How has the how has the pandemic forced you to shift to things that you like you probably didn't think about before it happened, right? Yes. So talk about so, um when when the pandemic hit, it hit so hard because every you know, like I said, it brought chat, it was like a, a a jab to the throat, like oh mercy, <laughs> <laughs> everything got canceled. <laughs> um, so it was really tough. And for me, because I really like to focus on the media aspect of it, um, I had the opportunity to do so, but my money was coming from the hosting. My money was coming from the events that I was attending, that I was, you know, a part of. So when everything got canceled, all my money got canceled with it. Um, and so it forced me to kind of start thinking outside the box, different ways for me to generate revenue. I really started getting into my uh, my ad space bag and figuring out how to market myself for that um, and really just started trying to gear my show towards, you know, continuing to um, have a platform that was beneficial to people that have nine to fives versus people that are entrepreneurs, but then also turning it into an educational piece that I can start working with larger corporations, smaller businesses and things like that. Yeah. So it definitely, um, which I'm, I'm glad that you asked that question because season five of Monday Night Juice, um, which airs March the 8th at 7 p.m. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you know, you just got that exclusive because I ain't even dropped it yet. I was about to say, I didn't see that. <laughs> yep. So, um, but season five is dedicated to the people who, um, who are the creators. You know, the people who was hit hard, whether they had a nine to five, and lost it or they weren't entrepreneurs and got hit in the pockets and had to figure out a way to creatively still you know make money so it's dedicated uh the whole season is dedicated to highlighting people who are still pushing through the pandemic and still figuring out a way to be creative and make something of you know the situation that we were dealt yeah that's dope now is that going to be on and i don't i don't know the name of the of the um company like like fluidly but Nathan Ivy, right? Yes. What's his What's his brand, and what's your relationship with Nathan? If you're watching this or listening to this, Nathan yes. Ivy is a pillar in the 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 um the podcast like community in Cincinnati. He's like he has one of the biggest daily shows. That's the Godfather. Yeah, right? like he's he's dope. So 
talk about your relationship with him and what you all are doing because isn't some yes. it's something so, so so Nathan Ivy has created this beautiful broadcasting platform with nothing but black voices mm-hmm. you know what I mean black podcasters um whether they are audio versus visual whatever the case may be and um he originally had it as um uh send digital media but and I'm sure by the time this airs will be Black Cincy Live. So I want to make sure that I shot both of them out. Absolutely. Um, but he is the producer now for me at Day Juice. And that was super dope. Like you said, he's a pillar. So when he hit me up about a month, or no, I'm sorry, about a year ago, he yeah. hit me up. And this was before the pandemic. It was like a little bit before the pandemic. But um, he called and he's like, hey, I want to do lunch. And I'm like, okay, cool. And he sat me down. He's like, yo, I think that you are dope. I think you have talent. I think this is something that is major for you. I love your voice. I love, you know, the things you talk about. He said, and you give us the juice and we need the juice and the juice is good. (laughs) So, you know, he hit me up and um, we've been working together ever since. So he started producing Midday Juice. Um, and, and, And even with working with him, you know, he's taught me a lot of things, you know about um, some of the things that you and I have discussed before, you know what I mean? Just trying to um, tap into different areas of revenue when it comes to the YouTube and, you know, having that um, that extra platform where people can pay, you know, to see and have access to certain shows that I'm not talking about, you know, on live. So he's been great in helping me and partnering with me um, and just really educating me. Like, that's the one thing that I want to make sure that I put out there is I have been fortunate enough and I, I want to push this out to people that you may feel at any given point that you are not qualified to do something. But everybody has something on the inside of them that outshines what, that, what, what those qualifications may be. You know what I mean? For me, it's the gift of the gab, right? I can talk, I can talk my way in and I can talk my way out. Um, But I genuinely love people, I'm an empath, you know what I mean? So I feel things certain way, I think a little differently. And because of that, I've been able to be successful with two shows and be on Fox 19. I'm gonna go ahead and just plug that real quick. Plug that right there, you feel me? (laughs) So because of that, he was able to see something in me and then for me, it's like, okay, great. We're partnering. You're producing the show, but I am soaking up every single pit of knowledge that this man is throwing at me. Every connection that I get from you, from Nathan, from Stephen Easley, Alexis Rogers, you know, just everybody that I'm coming in contact with, I'm soaking up this information because I didn't go to school for it. Right. right. I just, it was just, I was heartbroken. I was sad. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to try this. It's making me feel better. And I noticed, you know, I tell people all the time that if you have a dream or a goal to do something and that dream or that goal is in service of somebody else and helping somebody else, then you're probably doing the right thing. You're probably doing exactly what you need to be doing with your life. And that's how it felt for me. So when I started Ask Ashley and I was like, you know, answering these questions, the more t- the more I helped other people, the better I started to feel about the sadness and about the heartbreak and about the pain that I experienced mm-hmm. until it was just gone. And then we was just shaking and grooving yeah you no know? nah that's phenomenal man it it, it you know it, it it brings me back to one of the principles in my first book which is relationships can carry you further than your resume 
right? Like people it, don't understand, man. People really don't like and and they, I, like, I really, <laughs> I really people 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 that. you know they they utilize that term. It's not about what you know. It's who you know. Like it really is because who you know can teach you so much. Mm. Who you know can get you in the door. Who you know can teach you what you don't know. Who you know can can make sure somebody else that they know, you know what I mean? Like I said, six degrees of separation, like it, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? I've come to you for certain things um, where I'm just like, cause I want to start this. And you like, okay, well that ain't my field of expertise, but let me get you to the person that I know, yep. you know? And the same thing has come my way. You know, I just had somebody hit me up earlier. I'm really, I'm really serious about starting this business. I've been starting my business plan, blah, blah, blah. I need help with marketing and this. I'm like, oh, that ain't my thing but let me get you to the people that I know. Yep. So people don't understand that, but you, you, you absolutely hit the nail on that one. Like you, yeah. who you know is everything. Yeah. And what they know about you. Like I always add that because you can know somebody, right? We go, we use before, before the pandemic, everybody at the networking event, everybody, you know, at these spots, but it's like, do you really know? Like, do they know who what you do and what yeah. you're after and what you stand for? Yeah. And if they don't, then that that's on you. Like, mm -hmm. and I and I appreciate people like you and like Ebony J. Like when I when I used to come to events in the city, like if y'all and this is this is a trick, you know what I mean? I used to do all the time. So people getting the exclusive. But anytime I went to a networking event. I would I would wait until I seen somebody I knew talking to somebody I didn't know. And mm. then I would go up to the person I knew, you know. And because I was, you know, because of my personality, my relationship with people, it was just people was happy to see me because they know I don't normally, I normally don't even out, right? Like Yep. Even at networking events, if you catch me there, you like it's a shock because I normally don't go nowhere. Yeah. So I would, I would, I would shake their hand. You know how you doing? What you need? What you've been working on? And you know you can notice the person that don't know me. Like, man, who is like, like mm -hmm. they they really hyped the scene. You know what? I absolutely love that because I had my own little trick, right? There were certain events that I was looking to meet certain people. And if I found out that they were the speaker of the event or one of the panelists of the event or the moderator of the event, the person that was running the event, I would always come and say, can I do interviews at the event? Mm. Just so that I could meet who it was that I wanted to meet in there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I yeah. met Sherry, uh, Sherry, um, Sherry Sims with Black Career Women Network mm. doing that. I've met uh, Sharice Gibson, you know what I mean? Who uh, was with Fox 19 before she relocated back to Louisiana, who introduced me to GCABJ. Um, yeah. So, you know, and she was the one that told me about it. Yeah, so for so, those who don't know, let's just pause right there and shout out GCABJ. Yep. Greater Cincinnati Association for Black Journalists, mm -hmm. which is our Cincinnati chapter. And there's an NABJ, which is the national one. Um, Sharice Gibson, she's behind me on that, on the picture, right? We won the 30 <laughs> under 30 with um, the Cincinnati Herald, right? And that's how I got introduced to her, right? And I, like, I don't even know how I got into GCABJ as far as being around people, but you know, again, just 
like like we're talking about the relationships and like being able to highlight people right mm-hmm. doing good things people that 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 have gone through things and now they're like using that to like do even better things you look at like somebody like a Nikki Lawrence with Femme Porter and just how she's always trying to like look out for people right Ebony J you look at Alexis Rogers who you know is in Indianapolis now like Mm -hmm. so many phenomenal people right that all, like when you think of them, you just think about how they always look out for others. Yeah, like, and it's and it's great because the one thing that I love about all the people that you just named is not only are they very authentic about it, but they're very intentional about being helpful to to you know to people in general. If they see it, if they see you there, it's like, what do you need? What do you mm-hmm. need? What can I do for you? And that is something that I definitely picked up on early, and for me, I always like to give credit. Um, you know, before I got into being an entrepreneur, I was just a regular, regular, regular nine to five soccer mom coaching, and, <laughs> you know, PTA meetings and, you know, things like that. And um, I was really scared to put myself out there in that capacity where, you know, people were, would come to me, but like I said, I was going through some things and it was just the one thing that kind of made me feel better, but I was really, really scared to do this, especially when it came time to show my face Mm. and say who I actually was. Um, I was really, really scared, but had it not been for the network of beautiful, okay, beautiful black women here in Cincinnati, I would not be as far along as I am. It happened so fast and so rapidly because I went to one event that to another that got invited to another and started getting this call. And then this person called me and then this person called me and then this person offered me something and this person was, and it was just like, before I knew it, all my day one friends is like, hold on now. You do, who are you going out with? Who is this person that just called you? And I'm like, girl, I got a business meeting. Right, you right. Know? <laughs> nah, I mean, you, you know, let, let's let's get a little bit deeper into that. Like you said you were scared, right? And again, if somebody sees your content now, they're gonna be like, what, she was scared? And people are saying that it, it's so crazy. I, me and my mom joke all the time about me speaking, right? Because I used to cry when I was around new people. Like I'm talking, when I go to, when I, I'm the first day of new school, Mm-hmm. I'm crying. They're like, what's wrong? I used to lie. Like, yeah, my, my people's just died. Like, I used to, like, <laughs> literally cry because I'm like, I do not like being around people and having to speak. And right. now look at me, right? Like so, right. like, so for you being older and still having that fear, like, other than a network, but what internally, like, what what was that aha moment where it was like, oh, no, nah, I really I really can do this. Oh man. So this is a funny story. So I'm not sure. I, I'm not even going to get into the details of how this all kind of came about. Um, Cause I'm really not a hundred percent certain, but shout out to uh, Ash Mack. Right. So when she came to Cincinnati, you know, she was on the whiz. And so she started doing something called the midday mayhem. And I had the midday juice. Well, I had been doing Midday Juice for about four months before she started Midday Mayhem. So when she started it, 
everybody called me. I heard you on the radio. I heard you like, you was doing so good. And I'm like, that's not me. That's not me. That's not me. Like, it's not me. What? Are you sure? Cause it was just like, and I'm like, bruh, like I've, I haven't gotten that request to come on the radio yet. Like I'm, I'm waiting, but I haven't. Um, and you know, like I was really like that on top of the fear that really like almost made me stop because I'm like, she already on the radio. She's already, you know, well known, you know what I mean? She didn't been to a PA, VA, she here in Cincy, then she, you know what I'm saying? Like she's been doing her thing. When I went to see her on social media, she had all these followers. So I'm like, oh man, I ain't gonna be able to compete with Shorty. Like she already, you know what I'm saying? But the calls kept coming. I heard you on the radio. I heard you on the radio. I just started watching your show because I didn't know you was doing them on the videos too. And now I'll be watching the videos all the time. And I'm like, mm. okay, so clearly I'm on to something, right? So um, I never reached out to Ash Mac or anything like that, right? I just kind of left it alone. And I'm like, you know, when people call and say they heard me, I'll just let them know that's not me and give her her props and keep it moving. Well, probably about two months after that happened where I really wanted to just say, forget it. Um, she actually came to my show and watched the show. Mm. like at kickbacks she came to the show and was like yo I think that this is dope like I think you're doing a great job I think you're doing phenomenal like I really just wanted to come and meet you blah 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 and I was like so at this point then it was Ash Mac gets it the producer um that worked at Radio 1 at the time and Ebony J and they had all given me credit for doing such a great job. So for me, it was like, if these are people who I, I considered at the time to be heavy hitters in the in, you know, in Cincinnati media, radio, broadcasting and all of that, if they can come to me and give me props, I'm doing something right. It's yeah, something yeah. that I don't want to stop. And then right after that is when I met Sharice Gibson, who was like, I went to an event that Morgan Owens uh, did. And, um, um, Sharice was there and she asked everybody in the room, what is it that you want to do with your life? So, you know me, I raised my hand like me, me, pick me. <laughs> and she said, uh, what is it you want to do? And I said, I want to be a media personality. Like I want to be able to be on TV, you know, host a talk show, things like that. And she said, well, are you a part of GCABJ? And like, you know, some of your viewers may not have known. I was like, I have no idea what that is. Mind you, I'm a Cincinnati native. Right. I ain't never heard of GCABJ. I don't know what that is. And she said, then I can tell you right now, you're around all the wrong people. You're around the wrong people. If you want to be on TV and you're not around anybody that's on TV, then what are you doing? Mm. So I was like, okay. So she told me about the first meeting or the next meeting that they were going to have. First meeting I went to, I became social media manager. I started taking names. I was trying to meet everybody, every person in the room. And here we are, fast forward four years later from that. And I've been on the executive board. I've been an executive board member for two terms now. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, I've had the opportunity to work with Black journalists who are on WCPO, WLWT, Fox 19, Channel Twit. Like, it's Everybody. just been crazy. Everybody, you Everybody. know? Like, like we were talking before, you know, legends like Curtis Fuller, when he came to a meeting, I was so excited. I'm so starstruck. He's right. like, hey, Ashley. And I'm like, <laughs> right <laughs> so he, his voice and there's something about his voice right like he yes, got that like, voice hey, like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you, you know me you know and that made me feel great so my aha moment really was 
seeing the interaction from other people that were already in the industry I wanted to get into react to me. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, that, uh, that moment where the people around you or people can see something in you that you haven't quite seen yet. Absolutely. Man, this is all good, man. And it's, it's so, it's so funny, man, that you're saying all of these things and mentioning these people, because again, somebody like Sharice Gibson, who wasn't, who's not from Cincinnati, but has made such an impact. Monumental, man. Right? Um, Look at Ash Mac, like me and Ash Mac, um, she's about, I got to reach out to her. Before you said her name, I literally was thinking like, thinking like I need to get Ash Mac on the show. Yeah. So for you to even bring her up, like she was here for a short period of time, but her, you know, Mark, and she's still reaching out to me. She had me on the Indianapolis radio. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Talk about what I'd rather have a million dollars or 850 credit score or something crazy like that. <laughs> And I love when you ask that question. I love when you ask that question, but it's so funny because you know my favorite thing that you say is, uh, uh, you got food at home, and then I'll be like, I feel I'm feeling attacked. I'm yeah, feeling attacked. I, hey, listen, I got some. I, I it's some funny stuff I'm about to start doing with that. It's it's about to make it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be cool, man. I can't wait to drop it. I just need to not be as busy so I can actually work on it, man. But. Right. Nah, man, this is this is good. Um, I got a few more questions before I let yeah. you go. I know you busy, man, you know. She stay yeah. Oh, busy. no, I made time. I made time. <laughs> this man invest in black women. We gonna invest back. I made the time. I'm here. Nah, I appreciate it. So we talked about the aha moment with you, you being, you know, getting out of your own way because that's what you were doing. Um, but what was that aha moment when it came to you understanding like, oh, financial education is important. Like, yeah. was that when you were younger that you realized it? Or like, when, when in your life did you have that first one where it was like, yeah, I think I need to. I My need to first aha moment when it came to financial, and I'm going to say financial literacy and the importance of that is probably when I, I got my first, uh, my first credit card, uh, letter in the mail that they wanted to sue me and get their money back. Mm. <laughs> it was like, hold on. I, I remember getting the card and I remember spending the money, but I don't quite remember the terms about what they were talking about. And I'm going to get the money back to them eventually, but I didn't know they could come and take my money from my paycheck. They didn't tell me all that. I don't think I signed up for that, you know? Um, and I had did that with several cards, you know? Um, it just wasn't something that was talked about at home. For mm. my mom, you know, she was just like, I'm the parent. You don't need to be stressing about money. Don't worry about that. You need to focus on school and you need to focus on, you know, your your athletics and, and things like that. Um, she did uh, let me get a job when I was like 14, 15 years old at Kroger's, you know what I mean? But all of that was my extra spending money. Uh, when I turned 16, I had a car just like everybody else. So she would take a couple of dollars from my check and, you know, make sure I could pay my car insurance and my pager at the time because, you know, the cell phone thing wasn't happening. Uh, ain't that crazy? That made me feel old as hell. <laughs> but, you know, um, so... <clears throat> It just, 
it was never something that was major in my household as a child because my mom was like I'm the parent I'll deal with it I don't want you stressed about money right. um fast forward to me now being a mother I'm telling my kids left and right y'all better start saving because I hey you want if you want this you better have half of it I will meet you with the other half but you better have half of it you know what I mean right. because I don't want them to go through what I went through you know what I mean um but yeah it was the first time I got my oh what you then did? I ain't do nothing. I literally, I, I put my phone on do not disturb. Don't you hate when you put your phone on do not disturb and people that's on your favorites get the call? Like, I just told you don't do that. Absolutely. Don't Absolutely. Do <laughs> um, but yeah, if my aha uh, financial <laughs> illiterate moment was the first time I got my, my wages garnished. And it was just like, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, because I, I, I did spend that money, but I was going to pay that money back. I just didn't know it was a time <laughs> limit. I didn't know it was a time limit. You know, I, I, right. I seen the card. I seen the limit. I put everything else up and I went to the mall. Absolutely. That was it. No, so that was probably. I, that, that's good. That's good. I mean, I, and I, I tell people this all the time. Every generation has a sacrifice for the next one. Right. We didn't we don't have to we don't have to march for equality. We don't we didn't have to get beaten to get an education. We don't we don't we didn't have to go through those things. Yeah. But yeah. we had to go through this financial burden uh, that a lot of us carry with the student loans, the, the credit card debt. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to it's up to us to teach our kids. Right. That's why, like, mm -hmm. I'm literally, you know, I got a shirt that's dropping. Um, I already made a couple like for me just to, you know, test them out, but it's mm -hmm. going to say my financial success is essential, right? Because everybody was throwing that essential word out, essential workers. This is essential. What are yeah. essential items like financial literacy is essential. So we got to go to these schools as parents. And that's what I tell people. Parents have the power to make financial literacy a requirement like you have like we have to utilize that so nah that's that's um that that's an interesting story about those credit cards man that's, it is man that I had one that messed me up and that's all I one one is all I needed after oh, that man, like, they, they got me good they sent me like four at one time you activated all four <laughs> all four of them what this free money what Oh, it's not free money. It's money you're going to give me. I got to pay it back. And I only got to pay you $25 at a time. I, I'm a, all right. All right. I'm going to do that. Right. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to just do that slower. And I didn't realize it was a time limit on what y'all wanted me to do that. You know, I mean, I hadn't even, I hadn't even had discussions about uh, credit scores. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I always laugh at um, that commercial, that old school commercial. You remember the commercial where the women would be at work or she'd be at lunch or she be trying to eat and her credit score was trying to follow her and she running from the credit score yeah. like leave me alone that was me i'm like don't, i don't want to talk about this stuff. talking about my credit score was like having my mom come to me and talk to me about her wheel i don't want to talk about this yeah this, is, this makes me uncomfortable i don't i, just, I don't, don't want to discuss it i just had a, i just got my wheel done um last month and even for me doing it like answering these questions was crazy. Like, yes. So, but it, but it's something that again, like, Essential. other communities, they're Essential. they're literally like, hey, fam. Essential. You got, yes. your, you got your will done. Like, did yes. you have business? Did you yes. get business analyzed? Like, 
we just need to have those conversations. But you know what I mean? We we gonna talk about. We getting there. We getting there. there. You know, I just had a conversation with uh with uh one of my sons the um last night and telling him, you know what I mean? I, I I heard that really awesome speech by Denzel Washington about failing forward. You know what I mean? It's not it's not the failure itself. It's what you do after the failure. You know what I mean? If you allow yourself to get stuck in a space and just woe is me because I failed and can never get out of it, then you're going to say you're going to stay stuck or, or stuck. You know what I mean? You're like, you're not going to learn the value and what you did wrong so that you can start doing stuff right. If you don't move like after the failure, you have to do something different. And we were talking about um, a test that he had to take. And, you know, it was like uh he was like, what if I fail? Okay, first off, we're going to change the mindset. Yeah. But in the event that you do fail, then we just do better next time. And be mindful that next time may not even be the next time. The next time may be the next time after the six more failures before then. Yeah. But the reality is you keep going. And when you keep going, you pay attention to what you did wrong so that you can do things differently. I learned from um, a really good close friend of mine before the five P's, right? Proper preparation prevents poor performance. The more knowledge base that I have, the more properly prepared I can be for the things that I'm trying to do. One of the things that is important to me is making sure that my children have financial literacy. You know what I'm saying? And they understand and they don't make the same mistakes that I made when I was growing up. Well, in order to do that, I got to work on my credit. I got to fix things. And then I got to go ahead because Cuzzo taught me the game and put them on my credit card. You know what I mean? So that when they turn 18, I can have, they already have established good credit and they won't be like me getting bamboozled by Credit One and Capital One who said, girl, I got some money for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, man. Nah, we we teaching them early what we learn late. You know, that's the model of Butters University. So... I'm excited for, for, you know, to see our kids, man, grow up and not have to have that financial burden, right? Absolutely. And if they do, it's going to be because you chose it, not because you weren't aware. You didn't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's what's up, man. I got, I got two more questions for you. Okay. Number one, if you can start a business with any five people, dead or alive, who would it be? <clears throat> Okay, that's a good one. Um, who? That's a real good one. Dead or alive? Do I have to give why, or do I just have to get the people? Just get the people. Just get the people. Okay, I'm absolutely going into business with Beyonce. Let's just throw that out there. Okay, that is happening. That is absolutely happening. Okay, we're spending our dollars together. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely go into business with Beyonce. I would go into business with my mother because my mother, while she may drive me very crazy from time to time, my mother is probably the most financially gifted person I've ever met when it comes terms to who I can trust with my money and who would not play with me or my money mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I trust my mama to a T when it comes to that money she don't play about that money and she don't play about nobody else playing about my money 
So I would definitely go into business with my mom. Beyonce and Mom Dukes. Yeah, that's a good line. Beyonce, Mom Dukes. Um, I would also go into business with. Dang. Oh, I would go into business with my children because I believe in them. I believe in what it is that they are gifted, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. Um, with their talents and things like that. I I plan on investing into their businesses anyway. So that is something that I foresee happening. Yep. We're going to count them them as one person, though. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We count them as one person. So you got two Um, more. Two more. I would go into business with Karen Civil. Mm. I I want to be there one day. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely on my to-do list. Mm. I want to meet Karen Civil a lot. I think, um, I don't even think, I know not only financially would she be able to coach me, but from a media standpoint, from a business standpoint, PR standpoint, marketing standpoint, all of that. Like she'd give me all of the dims. Okay. Mm. So I would definitely go into business with Karen Civil. And I would also, one more person, and I want them to be somebody, I want it to be a man. So from a man's standpoint, because you know me, it's difficult sometimes when men and women try to work together. Uh, but I, I value a lot of men in the education that I learned from them. Um, so I think if I could go into business, oh, this is hard because it's between two guys and they talk about the same stuff. This is tough. I would probably pick my guy, E.T. Speaks. Yeah. I would love to go into business with him. Yeah. He, uh, he gets my juices flowing and not even, you know, from a, a intimate sexual standpoint, it's just like, he make my heart pound. Like he make me feel like I'm about to take over. Like, ah, just conquer the world. <laughs> nah, that's facts. I would, I that's would, facts. I would definitely go into business with him too. Nah, that's a, that's a good lineup. And ET, I think he's a, he's a new, him and Karen Civil are new names. Yeah, you know, I asked all it my was, that. It was between ET or uh, my guy Dave. Sleep is for suckers. Oh uh, yeah, I like Dave. I like Dave. Yeah, I like Dave I, I, I a watched, lot. I watched his uh, I watched one of his last uh podcast interview, the Social Proof Joint. So shout out to Dave. Yeah, I, I like. I definitely yeah, like that. Yeah, but I, I would have to go with ET just because it's something about ET's yeah. uh, pouring into that. It just you know. It yep. gives me that I'm invincible feeling. Absolutely. All right. So last question. What advice would you give your 18-year-old self? Oh, give yourself grace. Just give yourself grace. You are going to mess up. You are going to mess up and you are going to do a lot of things wrong. Um, but give yourself grace. Be kinder to yourself. And don't let people rip you of your value. Don't accept people's, people's opinions as your truth. Don't do that. Um, give yourself grace. Be patient with yourself. And remember who you are. Yeah, because it, it was a long time that I forgot who I was. And it wasn't until 
I had detached myself from a lot of people that it was like, you know what? Like, I kind of forgot that I'm fly. I kind of forgot that I'm funny, charismatic, kind, sweet. You know what I'm saying? People have been taking me out of my element. I've been allowing them to take me out of my element. I've been allowing people to push me to be somebody that I'm not. Um, and it doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? And I don't want to do that anymore. So I would definitely tell my younger or my 18 year old self, be patient with yourself, be kinder to yourself. Um, never forget who you are and, 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 and realize that you will, a lot of things, a lot of things are going to hit you, but just know, like, you just keep getting up. Like, you know what I mean? If I had to tell like the future, like, bro, like, you're going to just keep getting up. Like, you're going to get hit with this. You're going to be like, oh, my God, it's over. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to get out of that. And then out of nowhere, it's just going to be like, it's going to fall on your lap. So just just be patient with yourself. Be kind, and, and, and it'll be all right. That was good. That was good. That a lot of people good. need that message. Now. Not still. Even. <laughs> I was about to say still. <laughs> now. He <laughs> that message yeah, today. Man. Well, how, how can people how can people get in contact with you, follow you? What what's some social media handles, all of that good stuff? So my social media handles, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter is ask Ashley. That is A-S-K. Um, now Instagram is A-S-K underscore A-S-H-L-E-E. Now y'all got to be making sure y'all pay attention and be mindful because I just had one of those little scammer pop-ups try to steal my identity and say they was me and they was not me. Okay, so if you see something like that, go report. Don't follow. But you can always go find me at Ask Ashley um, on any social media platform. And then you can also go to my website, which is www.ask-ashley.com. Man, you you heard it, man. This was was good. This was good. I I learned a lot about the behind the scenes portion of it. And I'm just, again, blown away of, I mean, you just, it just seemed like, it seems like it just happens, but I know the work that you put, I know, I know the preparation that goes into a lot of your stuff, man. So, you know, I appreciate you. I thank you. You were one of the first people to reach out to me to be on, you know, a show and just be interviewed, man. And, you know, it's when I get them inboxes and they like, yeah, I, I saw you on the Ask Ashley show, like, that makes me feel better than anything that could happen. Any amount, no amount of money will compare to somebody telling me something like that. Right. And um, I just always appreciate our conversations. Um, Again, you know, when I ask people to be on my show it's because I value them. I value what they do for others. I value what they bring to my life. Um, You are just such a great spirit. You are a great person. You're a great mom. You're a great businesswoman. And I know that in five, 10 years, we're going to be seeing a lot of you. It's on and popping. It's on and popping. Y'all going to see me on TV. Y'all going to see me on billboards. Y'all going to see me in magazines, newspapers, articles, all of that. Um, And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I just want to take a minute to thank you for not only um, asking me to be on your show, because, you know, I like this. Like, I'm trying to get used to, try to get used to being interviewed, because, you know, I'm usually the one asking questions. So when people start asking me questions, I'll be like, wait a minute. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But just thank you for um, 
Thank you for what it is that you are most passionate about. And that is educating us on what we should be, what we should have already been educated on. Um, money is, you know, a lot of people, especially like uh, when you are in the business that I am in and you are in the media kind of, I, I don't want to say uh, the blogger world, but the media world, um, certain things you don't touch and talk about, you know, politics, religion, and sometimes it's money. Um, but you make money fun. You know what I'm saying? You make money come alive. You make money. You, you, you utilize money. This is something I learned from you as a tool. You know what I mean? As a resource to get what it is that I need to be able to get. And it's a lot of things that I've learned from you. So I just eat uh, through personal conversation or just watching an interview that you've done or being able to interview you myself. So just thank you for what it is that you do. And thank you for telling the world to invest in black women. You know what I'm saying? That, that, this is gold right here. This is something different. This is a, this is a game changer. Mm. Really it is Lawrence. It's a game changer. Um, because you know, We've heard it time and time again. Black women are the most disrespected women on, on, on earth. And um, it feels good. It actually feels amazing for a Black man to have made this. Not a Black woman saying invest in us, believe in us, pour into us, but for it to have come from a Black man. It, I cannot tell you um, what that means. So thank you. Nah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Fellas women, boys, girls, whoever watching this, whoever listening to this, this was a phenomenal episode of the Money Mondays podcast. Follow Ask Ashley on all her social media platforms. Watch the Mia Day Juice, Monday Night Juice. Um, check her out, man. She is a phenomenal moderator. Uh, man, her, man the, the, the story she get is crazy on Mia Day Juice. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's super entertaining, guys. So, Right. Man, just just remember financial success that happens on purpose and success does not visit the lazy. God bless.